Hello, everyone, and thank you for listening in with us today on our podcast, For the Sake of the Child. Our podcasts are brought to you by the Military Child Education Coalition, whose work is focused on ensuring quality educational opportunities for all military-connected children affected by mobility, family separation, deployments, and transition. Here at the MSEC, we want to ensure that every military child is college, workforce, and life-ready. In our podcast, we will share your stories as we talk to military service members, professionals, parents, and military kids. Please like, share, and subscribe. And we appreciate your comments, questions, and ideas for topics that you would like to hear more about. April is month of the military child. And in recognition of that, we are going to be highlighting extraordinary military kids as bonus episodes on our podcast for the sake of the child throughout the month. This week, we have Kayla Lemons, who is now a college student, but she was also the 2017 Boys and Girls Clubs of America Youth of the Year. Listen in to Kayla's story of her experiences as she's transitioned from different schools. Welcome to our podcast for the sake of the child. I'm your host, Tara Gleason. I'm a military spouse, active duty. I'm a parent-to-parent educator, webinar designer, and also the producer of our podcast for the sake of the child. Joining me today is Kayla Lemons. She is the 2017 Boys and Girls Clubs of America National Military Youth of the Year. She's also a student at the University of Utah, majoring in mechanical engineering. And so Happy to have you here, Kayla. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about your story and how you're connected to the military? Yes. So when I was six years old, my mom and I met my stepdad, and we moved from California to Virginia, where we were stationed at Langley Air Force Base. And I actually lived there for 10 years, which is a long time for a military kid. But while I was there and once I moved to Utah, by the time I graduated high school, I'd been to nine different schools. And um, yeah. So all that transitioning stuff, nine different schools. You're the 2017 Boys and Girls Club of America's National Youth of the Year. Tell us a little bit about that experience. Right. So I began the process of competing as a senior in high school. And the whole premise of this competition is to find a spokesperson who will represent the youth that the Boys and Girls Clubs of America serves. So as the National Military Youth of the Year, um, this past year, I have done my best to represent all of our military youth and to advocate for their needs, in this case being their educational needs, which um, I'm very proud to do. Education is my platform as a Youth of the Year. Through the competition process, I had to write various essays, including one about my military experience. I had to go through a series of interviews. I had to prepare a speech to give in front of hundreds of people, which was very exciting. Mm -hmm. And then once I won, one of the requirements is that I travel across the United States and attend events where I get to interact with kids, as well as adults who have a say in you know, what their futures will hold and uh, how they get to interact with our communities. That sounds really interesting. Thank you for sharing with that. So to go back on your military kid experience, what did you like most about being a military kid? I would have to say the thing I liked the most about my experience as a military youth would be the multitude of people that I get to meet. Um, This ranges from professionals in various career fields that may work on base or, um, you know, having access to different things depending on the state I'm in, 
uh, as well as families that are from multiple cultures across the world and you know the kids who also travel the world and reconnect in various places at different bases um, I think having that opportunity to experience life with all of these different people has really opened up my perspective and um, it allows me to think about things in a new light and it helps me to find new problems that I might not get to see if I had stayed in one place my whole life. So I feel that those experiences help me contribute to society in a um, more purposeful way. So I know that you've experienced your dad deployed to Korea. So you've had that difficulty, some of those challenges with transitioning to different schools. You said you had nine different schools and that deployment to Korea. What would you say was the most challenging aspect about being a military kid, living this military lifestyle? So I think it's really common to hear the greatest difficulties being parents being deployed, um, transitioning between schools and sort of the things that everyone goes through as a military kid. But I think under the surface, um, I've been reflecting lately on my experiences and when you're having all these difficulties and these obstacles that you have to face with your family, you can have a difficult time being who you are because you have so many responsibilities to take care of and you have so many people who are relying on you. You know, you need your parent who's deployed to know that you're taken care of and that um, you are doing okay without them home. Mm -hmm. And you have siblings who need you for emotional support. You have your parent who's at home who needs you to take on extra responsibilities to make sure that, you know, the house is taken care of and that your family doesn't fall apart. And so oftentimes it's easy to forget about yourself and it's easy to forget to take time to discover who you are as a youth. But the flip side of that is our military youth become astounding leaders because that is a positive way that they can channel their unique skills and their unique characteristics as a military youth, you really don't have time to not be productive. And so that is one way that we can all be productive and uh, showcase who we are to the community. Thank you for sharing about that. So I think you said your platform for the Boys and Girls Club of America was education. Yes. So is there anything that you wish others knew more about in regards to military kids? Definitely. What's that? So... There's a couple different things. Um, one of them is that military kids are often viewed as temporary. And so when they move to a new school, it's very easy for teachers and peers to dismiss them and push them aside because they don't know how long they're going to be there. They don't know um, if the time they put into these kids is worth it, which is really a sad perspective to take because no matter how long you have these kids, eventually they're going to move to another community and they will take the lessons that you've taught them with them. Mm -hmm. And so I would say that I think it's important for our educators and the people in our communities to be willing to take risks with our military kids because they will take equal risks that will better their communities. In addition to that, our military kids moving around so much do have these unique perspectives. For example, uh, when I first started high school, I was in Virginia in Newport News, and the high school I went to, we had to go through a metal detector just to get in the front door. We had hundreds of kids shuttling through one entrance. We had security officers on every single hallway. It was very monitored, very controlled. Every student there 
was held to a very low expectation. They were never expected to get out of that community. They were only expected to go work at the shipyard down the street, not to become scientists or doctors or lawyers. And when you hold students to such a low bar, they're not going to expect anything of themselves. So I was used to experiencing this environment and becoming very frustrated with it. I'm not going to lie, I started skipping classes. I mm-hmm. found my way to other classrooms because I was bored and I knew that they weren't watching anyways. Mm-hmm. You know, um, And I think that's a common thing for military kids to lose interest. Mm-hmm. And then I moved to Utah as a sophomore and my first day of school, I sat down at lunch and I cried. Mm-hmm. I texted my mom and I said, I need you to call me so that I can look busy because I don't know what to do right now. And that's because the dynamic was totally different. All of these kids were roaming the halls at lunch, leaving campus freely. Not everyone was in the cafeteria. People were sitting by lockers. And just the whole experience was so different. And at that moment, I was shocked by the disparity in education. And I realized that when people say some students are not treated fairly and some students are not given the opportunities that they need, I realized that's true. Mm -hmm. And... You know, our military kids, they don't have a choice in where they live. They don't really have a choice in where they go to school. But one thing I will say is that the textbooks, no matter where you're at, are the same. And the resources uh, on a basic level will always be the same. And so it's not a matter of what you have, really. It's what you do with it. And oftentimes what we need to do is take those risks for each other so that we can lift each other up. Well, we know that military kids serve too, so I just want to thank you for your service and thank you for all the great work you're doing this year to advocate for military kids in this wonderful cause. Well, thank you very much. And congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. All right. Thank you so much, Kayla. I want to thank you again for listening to our podcast, For the Sake of the Child. We would like to invite you to visit our website at www.militarychild.org. Like the MSEC on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Please join us again next time as we share more stories that impact our military-connected kids.